0: Award-winning Yinzer Cotton Douglas here. Stay tuned after the episode for an outtake of AJ and Ryan discussing some batshit crazy photos from the internets of Mickey Avalon, singing a 90s hit song, My Dick. And don't forget to come back next week for a mid-season awards extravaganza. Who wins the awards? Who's on the red carpet? And who will the boys be wearing? Find out next week. Now, enjoy the damn episode. <laughs>
1: all of the shall we football podcast i'm ryan my co-host aj uh colt may join us later he is the responsible one of the group he's actually working uh slaving away in the kitchen this is nfl week eight no guests this time time for boys to be boys let's clap for the potentially boys win, potentially win our very first mac oracle award uh named for episode mvp we haven't won it collectively in quite a while. Uh, Asia and I solo this week. Sometimes mommy and daddy just need some alone time. Uh, Colt may wander in here. Uh, this week we're examining the best and worst of NFL Week Seven. We'll also look ahead to Week Eight. Uh, there will be no pronunciation game because we all know how to pronounce the names on our list. Uh, or what? I thought we were gonna win the Mac Oracle. Sorry, bud. It's fucked up.
0: We've been. But you can replaced. bet your lady mustache it'll be back next week.
1: Does your lady have a mustache? <laughs> also, next week our very special mid-season awards show. Join yes. us for awards songs and see what all the boys are wearing on the red carpet. I'll be wearing my punting is winning t-shirt. Uh, AJ, we know the rules. We're not here to make friends. Human decency and puns not tolerated. Name calling is required. Do not wait until people are done talking to Pine. Uh, We're by ourselves, so let's just pee our pants. That's what the way it goes here. No rules, just right. Brokeback Snake House. AJ, are you ready to football? Let's football, bud. Let's football, please. All right, we're going to do three games, me and you. We're going to do Bucks at Panthers, uh, the Giants at the Jags, and then Chicago- in foxborough and in my surprise weekly- ryan you're gonna get uh you the listener going to get uh, ryan's weekly zappy thoughts that's right that's right keep your thoughts, thoughts zappy I yeah like you like that, that don't you yeah i do ryan uh let's start with bucks and panthers do the bucks stink uh so i <laughs> i did a whole thing
0: here i probably spent like of my preparation for this episode, looking at this one game, I'm going to run, I'm going to run this down. Okay. So Mike, first of all, Mike Evans dropped a free touchdown. They gave it to him for free. And he dropped it early in the game. Evans and Brady to to him for free. So Evans and Brady had a miscommunication on a post route in the second as well. So more of that. And Tampa's run defense fucking stinks. Yep. 173 rush yards. They gave up. So I I want to go through some things. And obviously that's, that's uh, sands uh, run cmc so correct. this is this is their defense okay points against by game 3 10 14 41 to the chiefs whatever Yuck. 15 20 21 the defense isn't giving up a ton of points their pressure rate is eighth in the nfl right correct get this their blitz rate is fifth so they're oh. blitzing a ton to get and that pressure right not really? getting home well n- they're Little. they're they're getting home but on the times they don't get home You've got, you've got open, open windows. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, you do. (laughs) A lot of man to man. Yeah, you are opening like French doors is what you're doing.
1: A lot of man to man.
0: So here's the other thing. Percentage of passes that result in TDs. And that's for the defense, right? So, and this is what I'm getting at with that uh, pressure rate versus blitz. The, The ranking for this is 26th. Red zone trips against. So the red zone trips, they give up sixth in the NFL, sixth most. And then percentage of red zone trips that result in a TD they're 31st. So once you get down to the red zone against the Bucks, you're gonna you can sc- score. You could just walk in. Yep. Let me give you this. This is the offense. This is where shit gets real. So percentage of dropbacks that result in a sack, second in the NFL. Very few sacks. Second most? No. I didn't think so. No, they are second in the NFL in percentage of dropbacks that result in sacks. So not very many sacks. Okay. Interceptions, same stat, mm-hmm. first. Yeah, he um, doesn't uh, throw picks. Yeah, he doesn't throw picks. Passing yardage, 6th. Completion percentage, 6th. But percentage of dropbacks resulting in a touchdown, 26th. Talk to me about their rushing stats, please. So their rushing stats are abysmal. Bad. And <laughs> it, so in totality, I gave I gave s- some some more things here. So, the, here's a crazy thing. The expected points contributed by the passing offense which is expected points are based on completion percentage attempts, yards, all that stuff combined. And this is something that pro football reference does. Uh, They're seventh at 43.71 points. So they're expected to score the seventh most points via their passing game. Actual points contributed 35. Their expectation was 43 for reference. Miami is eighth expected 42.04 points, actual points, 84. Oh, they've actually scored last year. Tampa Bay was second in third down percentage and second in red zone TD percentage. This year, 26th in third down percentage and 29th in red zone TD percentage. 26th in red zone trips this year, sixth last year. And Gronk, does Gronk have anything to do with this? I believe do we think that? He had 12 red zone targets last year with five TDs. Godwin had 27 targets with five TDs. Evans had 18 targets with seven. Now you could say that just Gronk being on the field is enough to divert attention and to get guys open. Right. Can be sure. This year, Godwin has four red zone targets. No TDs. Evans has six with three TDs. Did you hear me say Godwin had 27 targets last year in the red zone? Brady has the lowest QBR of his career this year ever, but the fourth highest completion completion percentage of his career. So this goes to the running game. What do I believe is the problem? It's the running game The passing game stinks when it matters hence the QBR, because the running game stinks 24-7. Yeah, all the time. Tampa Bay was 11th in rush touchdowns and 8th in expected rush points last year. This year, last in rush touchdowns, last in expected rush points. What this do we year? attribute that to? Is that is that a, a, the offensive line being that's, relatively that's new? Allie, that's the retirement of Ali Marpet, the injury of Ryan Jensen, and the loss, and of, the loss of Alex Harris. Kappa.
1: Yeah, Kappa, yeah.
0: The Bengals, that's what that is. I think that has affected the entire team because there's a synergy with teams, right? If you sure. see an offense go down and just shit the bed in the red zone. My point is, this is a good team.
1: That there can't has to be regression ball. to the mean, correct? You would think so, wouldn't you? Both in the case of of Tampa and then again, the, the Dolphins that, that are scoring almost double. There I has to be a regression to the mean. I don't know if we're going to see the
0: Dolphins because here's the one thing that can the one thing that can throw uh regression to the mean completely out of kilter are playmakers. That's the, the equalizer, right? Is Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. The fact that you cannot account necessarily for what these guys could do numerically because They're, they can like, bust one at any time. Yeah, That's true. And they've got two guys that can do it. That's true. I think that's the great equalizer for them. Now. Sure. I, I don't think that can, you can, entirely thrown out throughout regression of the mean but yeah i, I think
1: that's what miami has sure but the, that- the bucks the bucks should have they have known quantities outside of those three pieces on the offensive line that are new they have known quantities at the at the skill position you got to think they figure this thing out right i do i think with these guys this is a you know they
0: can go deep, but uh, Mike Evans is not a guy who's going to take a slant route to the house. Chris Godwin, uh, I mean, he certainly could. He doesn't have the the burst, the breakaway. speed. He, he's not Jalen Waddle or or Tyreek Hill, sure. and he's not he's not built in that mold, even a lesser of that mold. Sure, um, they don't really have a guy that's built in that mold. Obviously, Leonard Fournette's not that guy, right? I don't I I just don't think that they have I think if they're going to regress to the mean, they're
1: going to do it slowly. Yeah. In a division where that is okay, because despite the fact that they may stink right now, they're still tied for first in that division. (laughs) Yes,
0: they are. They're still tied for first, which is uh, uh, which is a Christian miracle.
1: Yes. With the Falcons who are uh, fun and spunky, but decidedly bad. Yeah, they're they're like a big orange with juice inside. Please explain that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it. Move on to the
0: Jags and let's, the Giants. Let's go to the Jags and Giants. Okay. Uh
1: the Jaguars about 6 inches away from winning this game. Oh god. That was Oh my god. A valiant effort from Trevor Lawrence uh on that final drive. What the hell are the Giants? Let me give you what the Jags are.
0: Here here are their drives on the day. Outside of one at the end of the half. Yeah. 70 yards, 70 yards, 78 yards, 73 yards, 6 yards, 60 yards, 5 yards, and 74. You talk about regression in the mean. I think the Jags are gonna regress to the mean. This is a good team. I'm yes, sorry. They, yes, they the are. The only the and this was a great game. The only game, the only part of this game that sucked was the Jags run defense. And that's because I don't think anyone is prepared for Daniel Jones going on designed quarterback runs or scrambling his balls. Dude, off. you,
1: you, you like to talk about boogie shoes, my friend, uh, Daniel Jones has some legitimate boogie shoes. So this is, this is going to startle some of the masses. I love,
0: I love one. I, 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 I really want everyone to cover all, all the ears of the children. Cause we have a big audience ranging from eight to 12. <laughs> On our kid-friendly podcast, yeah, <laughs> is Daniel Jones going to make a turnaround? No, similar. No, a much more reduced. I don't much more it. reduced version because the body types and the skill set are are very similar. The uh, results aren't. Are they though? The results aren't. But Josh Allen. Ugh! God yes. damn it! You yeah, said it. you heard me. Now I. I no. I don't. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> What I do think is that this team with with Daniel Jones at the helm and with the coaching change they made can be competitive
1: going forward. What what do you attribute that to because I have a thought <clears throat> as to what I can sort of attribute some of that to at least. But I want to hear what I, you attribute it to. I so what 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 is the biggest difference between the Giants and the Jaguars right now?
0: So it would probably be uh red zone. It, it would probably be. So there were the ability to cash in, in the red zone on offense and prevent defenses or prevent um, the opposing offense from cashing in, in the red zone. The giants give up a lot of yards mm-hmm. on defense. What they don't do is give up a lot of points. I, so the giants are 24th in total defense and sixth in scoring defense, which bodes well it's a bend but don't break sort of approach Mm -hmm. which has worked for a worked for a long time for the patriots in their day
1: sure what i attribute it to is (laughs) i see the giants and the jaguars as incredibly similar teams two quarterbacks that quite honestly have relatively similar skill sets trevor lawrence probably has a significant more amount more arm talent uh than daniel jones more physically gifted Um, but as far as what they bring to the table right now, they're relatively (laughs) similar. Uh, the giants right now are doing all of the little things, right? It is an attention to detail that is necessary for a team that has this sort of consistent talent deficit going up against who they're going up against, right? Their schedule is baby shit soft. Let's (laughs) start there. (laughs) Their schedule right now, the Titans, they beat they won by one. The Panthers, they won by three. They lost to the Cowboys. They beat the Bears by eight when the Bears couldn't gain yards. Uh the Packers, they beat by five. Good win. The Packers, we still don't quite know. They don't I think quite know I, I do
0: believe we're getting to a place where we know, but we'll talk about that another
1: time. Yeah, I I think they may stink this year too. Um, The Ravens, they beat the Ravens because the Ravens love giving up points in the fourth quarter. Uh, And now they've beaten the Jaguars. The Seahawks, that's going to be a difficult place to be uh, in Seattle on Sunday. Uh, Then they've got the Texans, Lions, the Cowboys again, then our beloved Red Hogs uh, until they play the Eagles in the second weekend in December. That's a pretty cushy, path to where they are right now sure sure i'll give
0: you right now though i'll give you i don't know uh let's say this four teams that i think can definitively beat the giants because the league is just pretty average this year it is incredibly average uh, there's four teams that i will take Correct. straight up against against the giants right now Bills, chiefs eagles who else i'll take the i'll take the Bengals.
1: Yeah yeah I think the Bengals have, have kind back. of figured it out yeah
0: yeah I was I was wrong last week I, I think that they have figured it out and they are ready to roll
1: I think so too and, and it took you know about what I, I, I would I year. would
0: I would take the Ravens again
1: yeah I would
0: I, I'm, I think the I Ravens probably, are overall better yeah I would probably still take the Ravens again if we were to go there
1: I think the Seahawks are playing <laughs> better football than the Giants so we overall. will
0: talk about that later the Seahawks yep. are playing Fabulous. better football for sure yeah, yeah.
1: The Jaguars, back to back to my original point, the, the Giants are doing everything right. They're, they're handling the minutiae, and that's the biggest impact that Brian Dable has made on this football team. Their attention to detail is so precise. And because that's what it has to be for this team to win football games. The Jaguars aren't there yet. They're not ha- they don't have that attention to detail. They had 13 penalties. Okay, but comparatively, let's talk comparatively. The attention
0: to detail has grown by leaps and bounds.
1: Absolutely. They are sensational to compared to last year, right? They made a bigger step forward this year from last year than the Giants did, but that's because last year was such an aberration. They're yeah. close. They're very close. They just need to clean up the little stuff. And I think Doug Peterson has an opportunity to do that. And once again, a very weak division, Colts and Titans, not exactly juggernauts. They may, they may be out of, out of reach a little bit, but that division is still very well up, uh, up for grabs going into this coming week so i think there's there's two things
0: especially with the giants one is that saquon barkley looks four
1: fabulous. years younger fabulous
0: and he, here's here's what i think the key to them being able to score points is daniel jones legs are becoming an asset not only is he scrambling effectively to bail him out on third down he's executing design runs well yeah. he was 11 carries for 107 yards here's here's the most amazing stat i found about the giants Daniel Jones is third in the NFL overall in rushing first downs really overall running backs included third in the NFL in rushing first downs.
1: And that is a scheme thing.
0: That is a scheme thing. Brian
1: Dable is a genius.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a scheme thing. It's also him unlocking what Daniel Jones already had. Correct. That nobody wanted
1: to touch before.
0: No, what I, I think, I think, prior regimes were concerned with him getting injured but i mean when this is a part of his game well and they were rightfully concerned about him holding on to the football right we'll talk about inability (laughs) to hold on to the football right fucking now because we're going to new england where the pairs are baby okay so this game total anomaly There's no feasible, there's no feasible way that this can continue. The Pats turned the ball over four times and the bears fumbled five times and they lost none of them.
1: Nope. Yeah, None Uh, of them. The the bears still are bad at football. We don't have to pretend that last night they fixed all of their, all of their woes. The bears are still terrible. So in order to be a very
0: good running team in the sense that you win football games, you need a few things. Sure. The Bears lead the league in rush yards. They're fifth in yards per attempt. They also are tied for the league lead in fumbles with the Colts at 19. The next team has 15 fumbles and then 12 after that. Yuck. Justin Fields personally decided to lead the league in fumbles with six. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. When you run the ball. You also have to defend the run. The bears are 30th in rush yards per game given up. (laughs) They are eighth in points given up per game, but they're 24th in red zone touchdown percentage and 30th in opponent third down percentage. Oh boy. So in order to play keep away appropriately, whenever you possess the ball and and run and run and run and hold the ball for a while, uh, then when the other team gets the ball, you can't let them run and run and hold the ball for a while. Right. <clears throat> so the Bears, based on that, have only managed to be 22nd in average drive time, despite leading the league in rushing yards. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's an anomaly. <clears throat> I, I don't know. And this game it, in, in, its, in its totality, it's not, if they played this game again, wildly different outcome.
1: If they played this game again 15 <clears throat> times, the
0: Patriots probably win 13 of them. I would say the Patriots probably win like 10 of them. I, I wouldn't give him that whole thing because the bears can still run the hell out of the ball. That's true. And I think that, I think that Justin Fields, I think they're finally learning how to fuck to deal with Justin Fields is to, I don't know, threaten him to hold onto the ball. Yeah
1: bodily He looked really grabs. really good last night. He I did. You got you got to give him <clears> some credit. He looked comfortable. Uh he looked more composed than he has. He was throwing the ball off a of different platforms
0: yeah. um uh arm angles like he looked like he was he, he looked comfortable.
1: That may be the first <clears> glimpse <throat> of Ohio State Justin Fields that we've gotten in 2 years in the NFL. See the crazy thing is Ohio State Justin Fields he
0: he absolutely could have stayed in the pocket he stayed in the pocket yeah. a lot and and, yep. and and slung
1: it everywhere yep he also had a fabulous offensive line and stud receivers all over the field he also had that <laughs> he did also have that the talent differential was a little different uh when he was in Columbus I don't this this
0: can't be sustainable we'll, this... we will see yeah, we will see. Now, it's time for Ryan's weekly Zappy thoughts.
1: Yeah, so I was actually in the kitchen when, when I, I got my first Zappy thought. Uh, I just heard it from across the room. I got very excited. Uh, I had to double check and make sure my father had also heard uh, that Bailey Zappy was in, uh, in in place of Mac Jones after that interception. Uh, Bailey Zappy did some great things to start out uh, his, his day in Foxborough. Had a couple of nice balls out there to Jacoby Myers. Uh, who was that the second? Was it both Jacoby? Nope. Devonte Parker was yes. the other Was the other fabulous great, catch.
0: Great, great, great catch. Yes. Both great body of those control turnaround. Perfect.
1: For both of those plays. Both of those throws were uh, kind of hold my dick balls. Hold my dick, close my eyes, throw it down there. He allows his guys to make plays. I really like what Bailey Zappi does. Uh, did, did Mac Jones lose his job after those first two drives?
0: Um my favorite thing about Bill Belichick <clears throat> is that despite being old and a curmudgeon, he is not too rigid to make changes when it needs to be made.
1: So, foxborough I, the fans, the fan response to Bailey Zappy was uh palpable. I they could like to get, they, they love to get zapped. They love to get zapped up there.
0: Yeah, uh, I I would I wouldn't be shocked at all. I'd I'd give, I'd probably give it at least 51% that Bailey Zappy goes out there next week.
1: Trots out there with the ones. Not, I with wouldn't ones be sh- shocked by that at all. What do you think Mac Jones is fully healthy? He looked fine. Running yeah, he, around he, he was. There. Yeah, he was scrambling. He's yeah. fine. Unless yeah. unle- unless it's unless it's something with his arm that we don't know about. Physically, he looked perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, now, whether it was lack of reps for three weeks in practice because he's been hurt, a little bit of rust knocking out there. But the 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 attitude around that Patriots offense changed when Bailey Zappi walked in, and that is not a small matter no. in New England. No, it's not. Those are my Zappy thoughts for the week. Okay, Ryan. All right, dramatic Go. advertisement reading. Um, I'm going to eat some baklava during our ad read. Mm, coming back for NFL week eight. With a partially full mouth, that's for you, Mr. Mel Stevens, across the pond. (laughs) All right. Delicious baklava. Madison and I did a tasting for our reception at a Mediterranean place. They laid out the entire fucking menu. We have a fridge full of Mediterranean, and I have a belly half full of baklava. The perfect place to begin week eight. Uh, We're going to start out west. 49ers at SoFi against the Rams how are we feeling about what we're seeing from these two teams the Rams obviously with the week off they looked like and have looked like for the entirety of this season they've got a lot of shit to figure out in LA both of those they, LA teams they
0: very much do um so I'm going to give you some numbers here the four ers three and one when outrushing an opponent zero oh, and three otherwise it's dependent on the run game it's dependent uh, and now i'm let's you can throw out that chiefs game cuz the chiefs are going to do what they want sure on offense and they're going to start doing what they want on offense whenever the fuck they feel like yep so if that's the second half if that's the the end of the third quarter whenever it is it's inevitable yep um unless you're the bills and you can just score more points than them yep so uh, some of that like i said some of that's game script being behind but some of it's not on the season, the 49ers are fifth in rush defense, first in yards per carry against. But the last two games, they've given up 168 to the Falcons and 112 to the Chiefs. And then a ton of pass yards. They are decimated by injuries. They've lost cornerbacks everywhere. As is tradition. As is tradition. Well, I mean, it's tradition in the running back room. <laughs> now it's, it's moved over by osmosis. Yeah, cornerback room now so we've we're getting Nick Bosa back but we lost Javon Kinlaw we lost some pieces along the defensive line um it's it's concerning but you know what's worse is the Rams offense yep. they're last in the league in rush yards so they're not going to outrush the 49ers 31st in yards per carry just to validate my point yep. and 30 actually that's just 31st in total offense bad now leads the league in interceptions well the other thing and you know take, take that with a grain of salt they're not actually second to last they had a bye
1: week there. they are averaging 70 yards per game on the ground it's pretty bad
0: now i mean so you, you can talk about the same thing as you did with the uh the buccaneers
1: yeah absolutely the, their running game is is lacking significantly uh, is that another offensive line missing pieces thing especially with potentially andrew whitworth at left tackle yeah, they're like the, this. This offensive
0: line seems to have been buoyed by by Andrew Whitworth. This offensive line is not what it was last year, right? And I think that's what's causing all of this. Also, I really think I I believe that Robert Woods not being there is having a much more detrimental effect on that wide receiver. Robert room.
1: Woods loved to block. He did. He
0: really enjoyed it. He was a he was, very good blocker. I believe that he actually is the highest rated run blocker
1: among wide receivers. and that extends into the screen game as well. Yeah, Alan Robinson, not so good at that. Not necessarily not so good at that. So Just actually have interest in doing it. Yeah, he he might
0: not have much much interest, but per PFF he uh, Robert Woods is the fifth highest rated run blocker in uh, among wide receivers in the NFL.
1: Who are the who is one through four?
0: Do You know, four is it's fucking Allen (laughs) Robinson. No shit. (laughs) It is, you know, when he's invested, he he's a pretty damn good all around wide receiver. Here's here's the kicker, though. In receiving PFF has Robert Woods with a score of seventy three point six, bringing him to an overall offensive score of seventy five. Allen Robinson has a receiving score of fifty eight point seven, bringing him to an overall score on offense of 60.9 not great Bob no no
1: it, it, where is the average on there
0: Robert Woods is 24th overall okay. to give you some reference there I, I actually like Robert Woods was much uh better equipped to play in that in that offense and also you can't I mean you, you can't discount his let's call it harmony <laughs> harmony with one uh Matthew. with one Matt, Matthew Stafford
1: uh, Matt Stafford what is his issue this year still throwing for some yards not as many yards a game behind Uh, you know he's in the top 15 with you know missing a game with the bye week but he's chucking a lot of picks but
0: chucking a lot of picks I'll give you PFF has in 26th yep throwing just above of interception Jared Goff oh buddy 26th Matt Stafford King Goffrey 27th mm, yuck
1: Uh, Where did Matt Ryan rank in that, in that list?
0: Um, Do you really want to go there?
1: 32nd. All right. Dead last
0: 32nd. Now I know you're curious. It's Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes. And of course, Andy Dalton is third.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Red rocket, baby. Yeah. Firing. Good for him. There's a lot of things wrong with this Rams team. The, The 49ers are by no means a perfect or finished product. Uh, but the Rams do give up some more yards on the ground than is comfortable per game. And that is that is a Kyle Shanahan staple. Uh, this is another another bid for Sean McVay's wife. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, boy. Give me the Niners yeah. by a lot. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think this is a quest straight up. I don't think this is a question. No, I'm 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 hammering the under on this. 43 Forty three and a half. Forty uh, nine ers favored by a point and a half. So basically a pick them on the road. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Let me let me yeah hammer the Niners. Yeah, absolutely. Bet absolutely. Bet the mortgage. So
0: right. so let me give you this real quick before we move on. Yeah. What would it take for us to be flabbergasted at the Rams winning this game? Not
1: a whole lot, actually. I, I don't think I would be surprised, especially coming off a of bye week. That gives them an opportunity to really step back, take a breath, figure out what does work. And what obviously hasn't been working that second, uh, the latter is going to be the much longer list. Um, Sean McFay is a smart dude. They're going to get this thing figured out. I think they may not win this division. Uh, I mean, this division's up for grabs as much as any in the league. Um, It wouldn't surprise me at at all for the Rams to win. You? Yeah, I I would be be very
0: surprised with the way that this offense is playing, that they can get anything going. I, I think... You know, with having Trent Williams back, I don't think that there's much to be done about the 49ers rolling on the ground.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Hold I, on, I would be surprised. This offense is wildly inept for the for the Rams. That's true. Currently is. It currently is. I would like to see a spark there though. We we need more good football than we've gotten a bunch of dog shit. Hey, honey. Um,
0: I just want to let you know that Mickey Avalon is Jewish. He sang my dick. The Great American Classic. The Great American Classic. My dick. He is. He's Jewish. What's his? What's his real name, Ryan? Oh shit, Yeshi Yeshi Pearl. His name is Yeshi Pearl. Yeah. No. (laughs) Mickey Avalon's Jewish. Get out of here. Go. (laughs) Bye, Anna. Okay, let's talk about the Giants. The Seahawks. Game of the week, baby. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, what about this game? The, the Seahawks are one at the top. Giants. Yeah, the sea C- the Seahawks are four and three at the top of the West, and the Giants are the second best win percentage in the fucking NFL. And the Seahawks are heavily favored. That's an, I don't know when <laughs> Vegas is going to figure this out.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> the Giants give up the lowest completion percentage in the league on defense, going up against the league's leader in completion percentage one Geno Smith It is a travesty that this is not the Sunday night game. It
0: really is. It's a fucking travesty.
1: We need this to be in prime time. time. We need primetime Gino.
0: The Bills are favored by 11 and a half at home First time
1: Aaron Rodgers has been uh, on a double digit dog in his career, I believe.
0: Yeah, so it's a great time to put him on national TV. And Packers are going to cover that
1: game. We'll see, pal.
0: <laughs> we'll see, pal. Uh, what do you say what, what what is your what do you say about the Bills?
1: Uh the they're Bills a are a fucking, fucking wagon. wagon. Yes, they are a fucking wagon. Uh the last time the Packers had a double digit point spread, everybody else, I believe it was the Bears. Everybody else bet the Bears. The Packers beat him by 20. It was the Bears early. No, the dude, listen,
0: the Seahawks are favored by three. It's it's the home field goal.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. But gonna, if you go gonna into gonna the fucking game, regret
1: cast, that. I know. Do you do you are you that confident in the Giants in this game? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no, not. I
0: I I am not. I <laughs> I don't know what it'll take for me to be confident in the Giants because they're like a better version of the Las Vegas Raiders, in which the margins that they by by which they win games and by which they play effective football are pretty razor thin. Over under
1: 45 and a 45 even. I am this is gonna be so smashing fun. Mashing the over on this. Oh
0: man, is this gonna be fun? Neither of these defenses is awesome. Right, but one of these defense can make stops when they in, need the, in the red zone. Yeah, One of these to. defenses generally, generally cannot. Correct. Seahawks, Seahawks t- giving team, up team defense? yards a game. Yeah, that's good for 31st. Yep, they are bad. And then if we're talking about red zone defense, which we absolutely need to, uh, the Seahawks are, let's see here, let me adjust my eyes, 29th in um points per game how about this a juicy 22nd in uh red zone td percentage tremendous also how many times does the uh opposing offense get into the red zone uh that's good enough for 24th for the seahawks now i don't think the rest of that team is good enough the one the equalizer to me here is is kenneth william or kenneth walker the third that dude is something that dude was something in Michigan State. Yeah, I'm. I mean, who? I don't know who is surprised about Kenneth Walker. Are I you am. surprised about Kenneth a, Walker? A, a little. Bit. Or or are you surprised about that offensive line blocking enough for Kevin for uh, Kenneth Walker?
1: Well, if you can get his name
0: right, first of all, it's it's, yeah. it's Ken it's Ken Kenneth the third. It's Kenneth yeah. Walker the third. Kevin Kevin Walker the fifth. Yeah. Kevin uh, Sumlin
1: the <laughs> third. <laughs> Kevin Sumlin,
0: the greatest uh, running back of all time. Go on. So.
1: <laughs> so, yes, I am a little bit surprised by Kenneth Walker. Um, I didn't expect I didn't expect that to translate from the Big Ten the way it has. Um, he's fabulous. I, I am. Abs- I knew I thought he wouldn't. I didn't think he was going to be terrible. I didn't expect this. And he is he is awesome. Good for him. I. I, I did. I
0: did expect him to be. To be very good now, I mean, he's exploding because lo and behold, whenever um, Russell Wilson isn't holding on to the ball for, let's just say, too long, um, (laughs) they can play some, they they can block. Yeah, the uh, the off, I mean, the offensive line per PFF is fairly average, but, um, you know, you've got you have pieces, Uh, the left and right tackle Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross are both. Very young, you're talking about and Charles 20- Cross has played very well, yeah. Well, I mean, especially for for a rookie now, he's 58th of 77, but you know, with PFF, you just chalk that up to a range. Uh, he's playing for a rookie, yeah, I'll take it, yeah. I mean, not everyone's going to be Rashawn Slater out the game, no. so and he's 20, he's, he's not even 22 yet. Abraham Lucas is 24. Um, Gabe Jackson is, is the senior along with Austin Blythe and Austin Blythe is not playing very well, the center, yeah. but y- young pieces all over this offensive line. And Kenneth Walker, I I think I am not surprised by him playing, um, well, I'm surprised he's playing this well. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was getting at. I, I, I'm not surprised that he's a good player. I, I'm surprised that he is as impactful as he is. I didn't think he was as fast as he is. That dude can fucking fly. He boogies. He gets yeah. down. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. I, this is one I'm going to tune into. Game of the week. Oh, for sure. Not Absolutely. Game of the week. Not even close. Uh, who are we picking in this
0: guy? Yeah, I'm probably still going to go with, uh, with the Giants just because of that bend but don't break approach. You know, I, I want to see what I want to see what it's going to be like uh, when, you know when the immovable object meets whatever the other thing is.
1: Meets Gino Smith.
0: Meets Gino Smith. When the immovable secondary meets the, <laughs> the 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 running around and the throwing Gino Smith, Eugene, oh. Eugene Smith. I, I can't wait for the giant secondary
1: name. to meet Eugene Smith. Yes, by his Christian name, please. Uh, kudos to geno smith though that dude's had a long road in the nfl (laughs) he has good for him good for him balling out in his what 11th year in 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 the bigs god something like that 10th or 11th love us and some geno smith on this podcast all right cardinals at vikings uh cardinals at three and four the vikings coming off a bye week at five and one uh a stranglehold on the nfc north division for the minnesota vikings who to thank it we did not thank it uh before this season started. No, we did not. I don't believe we did. We we talked we talked good things about the Vikings.
0: We did, we did, yeah. Uh I think Colt was their biggest proponent. It was either you or Colt
1: because sure as fuck wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um this team's good, like actually good. And it's it's prime Kirk Cousins window at one at one PM right <laughs> yeah it, it is noon central right after church so here here's a juicy
0: bit okay we all love juicy bits i know you love juicy bits. i do love the juice and the bits yes yeah so red zone attempts this is how many times a team has gotten to the minnesota vikings red zone 15 that's good for third best in the nfl the rams wow. have 12 the cowboys have 14 here's something batshit fucking crazy how many times do opponents score touchdowns? Well, 12. That's good for 80%. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is last in the NFL. That is dead fucking last. in Oh, the NFL. boy. Here's another crazy thing. Uh, sixth in the NFL, giving up 17 total red zone trips. Tampa Buccaneers, pretty damn good. For reference, last in the NFL has given up 28. And by God, that's the Arizona Cardinals. Um, <laughs> for reference, the Rams, who are number one, They've given up four red zone touchdowns in twelve attempts. That's thirty three point three percent, which I believe no it doesn't lead the league, but it is second. The Broncos are first. But anyway, if you can get into the red zone against the Vikings, you're you going can, to score. They're gonna they're going to move to the side and let you walk in. T- tell tell me a little bit about what you're expecting going forward from the Cardinals, and then I guess how it relates to this game. But DeAndre Hopkins is back.
1: That's obviously is going to make a huge difference for
0: this offense. How big of a difference will that make, though? That That's that's the key to this is, yes, we all think the offense is going to get better. How much does this one player, this one great wide receiver coming back affect that team and their win percentage? Because I think he's this probably is the, right now, worth... this is one of the best teams in the NFL that they're playing.
1: Sure. Well, one of the worst defenses in the league that's a, that they're playing.
0: Uh, the, the the Vikings are the Correct. The Cardinals defense sucks. I'm talking about the Cardinals, right? Does DeAndre Hopkins offense
1: against against the Vikings defense? DeAndre Hopkins could have a large game. and, And I think his presence makes a pretty significant difference in this game because that defense is porous as is. And they probably would have moved the football well against them without DeAndre Hopkins. The offense is fabulous. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Uh, the 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 cherubic and angelic Kirk Cousins, sure they can outscore people, but this Cardinals team—that's basically all they can do because their defense is also very porous. Um, so I think totality to answer your question, I think DeAndre Hopkins is worth two or three wins for this team over the course of the rest of the season. So right now their their schedule well has been as follows: uh, lost to the Chiefs. Everyone does right uh they beat the raiders by six the raiders are the best two and five team in the history of football mm-hmm. lost to the rams 20 to 12 all of that not good beat the panthers by 10 lost to the eagles by three that's fine lost to the seahawks by 10 19 to 9 can't score points no uh scored 42 against the saints and that leaves them at three and four
0: so uh look this this schedule doesn't
1: soften it doesn't vikings seahawks rams and that's that's outside of division games
0: that's outside of division games because you've got you've got the vikings uh you've got the chargers you've got the patriots Patriots. like you said
1: yeah broncos bucks 49ers again and the Bengals and the pros preseason but yeah you you are correct that's that's a very difficult row to hoe i don't know this is i never was big on the cardinals this year just because i don't think they're a very good team overall I think they have Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe two of Buda Baker on defense outside of that. Not a great football team,
0: right? Uh, I would say that they've got their defense is too young yeah. to be wildly effective yet, especially their main pieces. So right. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins are not having the immediate impact that one would have hoped for.
1: In those positions, unless
0: you're Michael Parsons, it's difficult to do so. Neither of these guys, and well, know, Micah Parsons is the only Micah Parsons, as far as I know.
1: Yeah, correct. So, at, at the positions that Isaiah Simmons and Zay McCollins are at, and what they're asked to do within the the structure of that defense, that's a lot uh, for a young guy to handle. They'll be fine. Uh, I just don't think they're there yet. Probably the third best best team in this division. Maybe the fourth. I would say you could. I,
0: I I think that they might be good for for fourth. I, I mean, the Rams are gonna have to figure some shit out. That's the thing is
1: is that that's up to the Rams to figure out if the Cardinals are third or fourth.
0: So uh, when when looking at something like this, um, you know, I go to if you have a defense that's really bad and a defense that's bad to average at best. I'll I'll, I'll side with you. I'll go with bad for the Vikings. Um, you know, look, look to the offense. I, I I think, I think what's more indicative of what the Cardinals are going to do going forward is the 40, the 40 some points they put up against the saints because, so too. because solely because of uh, Deandre Hopkins Yeah, and that now relegating other pieces to more secondary roles where probably they're more suited.
1: It very much opens up the rest of the football field for everybody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that Marquise Brown is going to be more effective. And I think uh, Rondale Moore is going to be more effective. Yeah. But, you know, like 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 I asked at the top of this, you know, how how many how much does that contribute in, in the win column? You think two or three? I think two or three. I, th- I think two max. Um, yeah, I mean, and, so I'm and, fine and, with that.
1: That maybe turns. Let, let's say that turns the Patriots game from a loss to a win. That could turn the Broncos game from a loss to a win. Chargers. There's some very winnable games in there. What
0: are the what are the Vikings favored by here?
1: three and a half
0: three and a half i i I will hammer the fuck out of the vikings it's entirely you know if the defensors are kind of a wash um i'm gonna go to the the you know the the great equalizer in this because both offenses you know especially with deandre hopkins we're gonna be putting up we're gonna be putting up uh yards
1: uh, second highest over under of the week is this game Oh, this is going to be another juicy boy. Take that back third. They're they're at 49, even uh, Raiders, Saints, 49 and a half. Lions, Dolphins, 51. Ooh, the oh, 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 boy. We're scoring some Pintos. Uh, th-
0: I think the one thing that the Vikings have that the Cardinals lack significantly is, off- is is offensive line play. Yeah. Um, I, is, I mean, Yes, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson is better than DeAndre Hopkins for sure. I don't right? know about
1: that. I, they're, they're both great in their own way. They're, they're uh, two so, different players.
0: Okay. That, that furthering my point is, is you can call that a wash. I yes, do think 100%. Justin Jefferson is a better player. Also he's younger, but I, I think overall at this point in his career, he is a better player. Uh, but is, is, is it that great of a difference? I don't, I don't think it's remarkable. Um, but what is remarkable is the difference in offensive line play this this offensive line is young brian o'neill the right tackle is 27 and 13th per pff out of 77 christian derisaw the rookie of a year ago he's 23 two years ago maybe uh he's sixth uh young ezra cleveland um i think he was drafted two years ago he's 14th out of 77 for the guards garrett bradbury former first round draft pick out of uh, nc state go pack is 27 And he's 15th of 37 centers, Uh, young guys, and they're only getting better. And that makes the that makes opening up holes for Dalvin Cook that much, that much easier. This offensive line is is what I believe uh, to have triggered this five and one. Yeah, this five, five and one season so far. Yeah, they're fine. You you want to
1: play the schedule game with the Vikings real quick and let's see where they're going to where they're going to wind up. Do we think? Okay. Cardinals
0: Uh, I'm going to say a win okay Red Hogs Uh, that's a win yep Bills that's a loss Cowboys oh that's a tough
1: one yep that's a tough one
0: uh where is it uh in Minnesota um that's a toss up but I'll I'll uh I'll say a win
1: I think a win as well Patriots
0: at home that's a win Jets um I don't know (sighs) that's tough give me a win okay Lions that's a win Colts. That should be a win. Giants. That's a toughie. Where is that one? New York. I uh, know it's in Minnesota. Ooh. Christmas um, Eve. Christmas Eve. There's too much magic there. Look, I, I, I think that the Giants head to head with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have more talent. This is two months away. Two months away. Um, they're gonna lose one of those games in in the NFC East. So I'll say a loss for okay. it'll it'll be either the Cowboys or the Giants. At
1: Lambeau,
0: I'd say right now it's a win Okay, at the Bears. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have this thing locked up. They may be resting people, so I don't think this one counts. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't either. So Uh, that puts them at at four to five losses, right?
0: uh, I'd say uh, four losses. Um, Yeah, four to five losses. I'll I'll give you I'll give you another
1: sort of anomaly. So who's good in in the National Football League right now? Oh, we're going to go a little,
0: little bit of an overview. Yeah. So obviously the Bills are good.
1: Bills are good. Chiefs are good. Eagles are good. We can all agree on that.
0: Yeah, I would say the Vikings are good. I'd say yeah, that I say the Giants
1: are good. I think the Giants are teetering on good.
0: Well, let, let's talk about those teetering teams. OK, let's talk about that. I, OK, that, so
1: right now we're at a solid four that we agree on.
0: Well, I, I'm, I, I think I'm becoming a little bit biased, but I would say that we will see the Bengals and Ravens enter that conversation for good. I think games.
1: I think you're right. I, I think the Bengals
0: are closer to being actually good. If, if the goddamn Ravens can stop shooting themselves in the feetsies, I think right. that they could enter that conversation.
1: Once shooting yourself in your own dick is, is accessible.
0: It's, it's fine. It's Plastico right? Burris.
1: Four weeks in a row of, of shooting yourself in the dick or attempting to shoot. Yourself you are in a dick. serial dick shooter at a that c- point. Serial dick shooter. It's a systemic issue with the Ravens and I'm concerned about that. Yeah. Can they get out of their own way? So Uh,
0: I I think they will. I want to talk about the teams that are teetering. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's add let's add Bengals and Ravens to the teetering teams. Bengals teetering farther toward good.
0: Okay, uh, that's (laughs) fine. I'll give you Bengals and Ravens teetering. Uh, Go to New York. The Giants and Jets both Both of them both teetering. Are are the Patriots
1: teetering? Mm, No, I think they're actually not good. Okay. the Cowboys, I think, are teetering. I think they're teetering. I think I'm still leaning toward not good. Okay. For a different reason than usual, though. Their defense is fabulous.
0: I know. This is a, this, this season is so weird, so baffling. Well, you know what? It, it's, it is everything that isn't nostalgic. Yeah. This yeah. season is, seems to be a, like a changing of the guard in yeah. a way.
1: Um, it, I think the Raiders fucking are
0: messy. Oh, it is. It's terrible. I think the Raiders are teetering. I don't think so, bud. I don't think they're bad. Uh, I think they're going to continue to lose games despite not being bad. <laughs> I don't disagree
1: with that. Yeah. I I think they're so at that point.
0: Uh, Yeah. I think they're the best bad team. Well, I mean, I I would say that they're, they're going to finish close. They're going to finish around 500. So I don't think they're, they're a teetering good team. Okay. I think they're going to continue to put up points and almost win games.
1: Yeah. And then once,
0: once they put some more pieces on that, uh, on that goddamn offensive line, uh, I think maybe they can make another run next year, but how much longer do they, do they sit in mediocrity with Derek Carr? I don't know. I don't know. I I like Derek Carr. I do, too. I very much like Derek Carr. So I think another team we could put in the teetering is the
1: 49ers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, And and then I think you have to put you have to put the Rams in there. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Not from what we've seen so far this year. That's that
0: I I, I find it difficult to throw them out. I maybe so
1: they're not bad. Like, I'm not putting them in bad. I'm just not putting them in good. Right. So they're teetering. I think they're, they're trying to climb the fence. They haven't reached the top yet. All right. There's, so, there's so, teams so we've got, that are so, sliding down the bad side of the fence.
0: Okay. So let's go division by division in, in the, in the AFC East, we've got the jets that are teetering in jets the are teetering. A, dolphins, AFC North dolphins, uh, Oh boy. That's a tough one. I, yeah. I think, I think, uh, oh geez, um, Dolphins may be good. They, well, I think because, because of how, how close that Steeler game was, I think they're back to teetering.
1: Yeah. I, I would agree with that. They're teetering. So, uh, you know,
0: we've got two teams in the East and the AFC, two teams in the East teetering. We've got two teams in the, in the North teetering. We've got no teams in the South teetering. No, And then we've bad. got uh, no teams in the, in the West teetering. I I'm not putting the chargers in there.
1: I cannot. The only good team in the West right now is the Chiefs. Yeah, and they're not—they're not fucking teetering. <laughs> no. And then right, so let's go to the, yeah, go
0: to the NFC. Now we have the NFC
1: East: the Giants and the Giants. Giants are and
0: Cowboys. Giants and Cowboys are both teetering. Yeah. Uh, in the North, uh, nobody's teetering. In the South, uh, nobody's teetering.
1: Uh, Can we? Can we put the Bucks
0: on the teeter? I don't they're in know. the
1: same. They're in the same breath as the Rams, though.
0: They are. They are. Um, I would say at this point, both of those teams are average. They cannot score points. Agreed. They Can't so score that, points. That's
1: that's not teetering.
0: So I think that we will next week, the next couple of weeks, we can have a conversation about them teetering because I think they're going to get this figured out. Because I, I saw them a little bit. And the thing is, it resulted in three points, but they're almost taking the Mike Leach system, the air yeah. raid, where where the the short passing game, yeah. Um is 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 a replacement their for their de facto game. run game. Yeah. Yeah. And then we move to the west and it's the 49ers. Uh, And I guess
1: because of this, we have to put Seahawks in there. Yeah, I think the Seahawks, I don't know, man. Like, it's so hard because everybody, the the expectation for the Seahawks were so low. And to have them leading this division going into week eight is a fabulous story. Are they still like, are they still bad? I think this is a game where we can. This is
0: what kind of decides whether they're teetering or not. So we've got two teams that are teetering here. (laughs) And I don't know how much a teetering team be, beating a teetering team is, is going to tell gonna us. Show us. So right. I would say let's let's give it a couple weeks before table.
1: We let's get back on this like week I'm 12. still
0: saying at, at as it stands. They are teetering. Sure. OK, I can accept that, we'll, we'll uh, re- Ryan. Oh, I w- I want to no. I want to surprise you with this. Congratulations to the, oh. the Oracle Award. It's Ryan Brashler, last week's winner, IDP Iggy. Congratulations, Ryan. Clap for yourself, please. Clap for yourself. Surprise, buddy.
1: I feel like Iowa's punter. The MVP, well
0: MVP, MVP, Ryan Brashler. Hang oh, up that's Put tremendous. this. Put this. Um, your mom's going to love this. Put this right next to her.
1: I will. I will. She will. I, I'll keep it right next to the gnomes. <laughs> you know what that means, but let's take us home. <laughs> thanks for listening to the shall we football podcast please subscribe to our freshly shaven podcast it took me hours today uh, oh. to get everything below my neck shaved uh, on any platform apple spotify google etc Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore podcast. Listeners, take a second, retweet new episodes on Thursday morning. Ryan,
0: before before your Texas, we have the mid-season awards coming
1: up next week. It's going to be a
0: big, big extravaganza. Yep. What are we wearing? Who are we talking about? Where are these awards going? It's the real beginning of awards season. It's going to be a blowout. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll resume with the pronunciation game, the McCorkle Award, although we never gave that up. Surprise, Ryan. And uh, I'm so, I'm and, so and we'll have right we'll now. have guests. We'll have guests back and we'll be back to normal. Ryan, boys will be boys. I'm glad we did this tonight. Now, you tell too, me a buddy. little about Texas.
1: Oh, we can we don't have to worry about the rest of the Longhorn season because uh, Texas is the, the darling of Austin is getting his first start in the National Football League. And we'll continue to start for the Indianapolis Colts, Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, Ellinger. I don't know, but you
0: should know this. I do believe nobody cares. Nobody cares. Texas is back. Did you tell her? No, she was on a call talking about Jewish stuff, which you think would be a perfect time to bring up Mickey Avalon, singer of my dick is Jewish.
1: Right, I just sent you a link. It looks like it's his uh, his involvement in- into the drug scene, and it is a mm. photo of him looking rather lustily at the camera whilst cradling the back of an unknown human's head. Man, I hope he got his stuff together. It's pretty dark.
0: Yeah, he's a dark man. I do want to talk about these photos though. I want you to note this photo. First of all, is this a hole? In- that is a crotch hole.
1: It looks like a wear hole, like from friction.
0: Oh, no, that's a belt. Okay, it's an unbuckled belt. I did think that was a, a a ding dong.
1: It does look like a ding dong.
0: So we've got a sort of hat here. It looks like a
1: sailor's hat, maybe. I don't know how much sailing Mickey does. What a and, photo. And then near the crotch. The it wouldn't surprise me if Mickey Avalon's actual ding dong was leathery and brown. He might have used it enough to become sort of like a uh, like
0: a stiff belt.
1: Yeah, and he—it yeah.
0: appears there's a look. I just want to talk real quick about all these white marks around the crotch. You mm. know, I don't want to assume, but it looks like someone spilled liquid cocaine on his crotch, <laughs> and it <laughs> dried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> saving it for later.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's really built into doing cocaine—is saving a bunch of cocaine for later. <laughs> No, let's a talk. I want to talk make. about this real quick. OK, he's sort of standing in a way that's like he's just all lean to one side. The statue of David is all hips and nips. That's true. Now, this guy, look, there's nips, but there's no hips. I would say Mickey Avalon is, is borderline hipless. Now, this is a photo we can all get behind. So oh, for sure, this this is as if you met Mickey Avalon. So yeah, here's this Mickey. is how he
1: introduces himself.
0: Yeah, so he's got a cigarette that's almost done, some long hair, and yes. then the most important aspect of all this, hand in pants. Yep. I'm assuming dick in hand, because that long, leathery bastard is probably not going to leave much space in there that isn't dick. Those pants look tight. And then I can't see what that little tattoo down there. Listen, people... a nude lady on his bicep. There is a nude lady on his bicep. It's a, it appears that th- this man regularly carries four nips. Yeah, good for him.
1: Oh- now there's oh. someone rubbing his nips. No, it's between
0: the nips. We can't call that okay, rubbing the nips. chest hair. God, uh, speaking of chest hair, I have some now. Good for you. I started to get some about three years ago. For That's
1: reference, I'm 30. Exciting. I'm 32. Ryan, how much chest hair do you have? Uh, enough. enough. Enough that Madison likes to yank on it sometimes. Oh, man. It's unpleasant.
0: Is that the inevitability of chest hair? It is, yeah. I thought it would bring prestige. It just brings pain. Oh, boy. Is this the photo you were talking about here? That's the one. Suggestively holding
1: yes, that's her one.
0: head. This looks like it should have been taken at the North Carolina State Fair, because there's a lot of jeans in this I've photo. seen
1: that exact pose at the North Carolina State Fair. Yeah? Yeah. Someone posed you know what? for You're a
0: caricature right. just like that. Oh, you know what? You're right. There is a game where... Um, and it, only women can play, which is, you know, unfortunate. I don't think that's fair necessarily. Like only letting children ride the ponies. That's fucking horse shit. Get it. So <laughs> uh, I've seen a game. It's sort of like the dunk thing where uh, a gross carny. He, he gener- does look very much like a gross carney. He does. Picture. He does. Well, actually, it's not a gross carney. Mickey Avalon works at the NC State Fair and he, <laughs> he runs this booth where uh, he could, he, holds, he holds your significant other, and then he makes them lean back, sort of like a trust fall. And the game is, does he let your loved one f- plummet to the earth? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this one. It's just Mickey saying I'm hot. Yeah, obviously, and then, uh, he is. Who is this? Is that the same person? Oh, that's a model. My fear is that she's going to go to his house or, oh. you know, I don't really think. Mickey Avalon is a homeowner.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go- oh fucking fucking biffed it right there. Oh I biffed it again. Did you get it? No. What were you swatting at? You know what I'm swatting at. It's one of those ding dang flies again. Is it your leathery penis? No, you don't swat a penis. <laughs> Who swats a penis?